Time. All right, we are live for a Wednesday edition of the Hangout, and uh, excited to be back connect- connected with the guys. We got Mr. Andre in the middle, Mr. Tom to my far left. How you guys doing, fellas? Fantastic. Great. That's good, man. That's good. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dre. No, doing great. Doing great. That's good, man. Okay. So I guess uh, relevant topics, you know, we're going to talk about some of the primary focal focus focuses in the mainstream news and, of course, share our two cents on it. And, of course, the leading uh, headline happens to be or the leading political headline, which, of course, I, I believe is a diversion tactic, distraction. Tom, you got a little uh, deferring opinion on that. So I'm curious to get that more light on that as well. But uh, just to jump right into it, you know, Trump newly charged urges defunding U.S. Justice Department and the FBI <laughs> a day after being in court. So, gentlemen, you know, once again, here we are now. We talked about this about two weeks ago, and I think it's finally come to fruition of him, you know, going through the judicial system for whatever this, you know, what's whatever the outcome is. But what are you guys thinking about this, man? Does it surprise you at all or no? Andre, you go ahead. Well, I'll let Tom do the bulk of, bulk of this. I, I am, I'm more disappointed than surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, it's, it's like a slap of reality. Like, okay, we're really in this. Like, I'm just gonna give an analogy. When I was in college, back, I did a year at North Carolina Central University, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine got it was three guys, and one. There was four of us, and one of these guys got the rest of us into a fight. <laughs> so the guys, he's literally my friend got hit in the face, and then backs up to us and says, "Hey man, I don't want to fight." And then it was on me to say, "Hey man, we are in a fight. <laughs> like it's too late. Like I don't care what you want to do. Too late. We're fighting." So with Trump, when I seen him this arraignment that is actually going through. This is a wake-up call to me. Like, I, all the hope is gone. <laughs> like, we are mm-hmm. actually in this. This, it's happening. And it's not, I don't, Twitter was, honestly, Twitter, um, you know, when they did the Twitter files and, you know, all this information, I thought that might get us off this freeway. Mm-hmm. But even with that, no one, no one knows. Like the people who know are the people here on your channel, us, uh, alternative media space, but we're outnumbered by far, I think, by a lot of normies. And mm-hmm. these normies are driving this car and we're like in the back seat talking about get off this freeway. It's a cliff at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's my <laughs> that's what I thought about Trump going to this arraignment. I have to agree with some people that said he should have never f- left Florida. Mm-hmm. But really, now nah, he don't show. Now nah, he don't. If he don't show up to New York, then what? Like yeah. on some like, how much worse would that make this whole situation where the media would jump on that saying that he's a fugitive? It's a warrant, and, and then they're gonna come down. You know, <laughs> so it's like you know, so he's playing along with it, and so by him playing along with it, it gives the media what they want. They can talk, and it it, it, it gives him more mainstream attention, which he's been lacking. For the last year or two because of the censorship silencing and it's so interesting that youtube gave his channel back two weeks ago and everybody's allowing him back on him everybody's allowing him back into the mainstream to i guess get ready for his campaign and so how coincidental is that as well so it's just like okay what's really going on here but you know i'm suspicious see, of everything see yeah okay i i 
I think I might be able to address both these things. Okay, so yes, it it is a distraction, but it's also the culmination of a lot of things. So when you're saying, why did they give him his YouTube channel back? Yes, he wants attention, but getting indicted and possibly facing prison time, I don't think that's a good way to do it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think these people are screwing around. He's never going to get a fair trial. That's like playing with a, a loaded weapon. Mm -hmm. Okay. But at the same time, there's this free floating anxiety. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say the word on YouTube because people were getting banned for it from a while ago. Guy wrote a book about it. Mm -hmm. um, but the the powers that be need to focus that anxiety on an object on a person on on some sort of totem to keep the population you know docile and and thinking that they have free will and thinking that their life isn't terrible and thinking they're not an economic surf and thinking they're not you know living in servitude to the federal reserve they need to be able to focus this free floating anxiety on a totem and that's donald trump okay so they indicted him now, do I think he wanted to be indicted? Not in a million years. Mm -hmm. But this is the end result of this, this decaying system. Now, hmm. this is not new. This is not new in history. During the Bolshevik re Revolution in Russia, I think it was 1917, hmm. there was huge economic inequality. Okay. There was the agricultural, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Like the, the farmers and then the industrial revolution hits. Then you have these cities that are, that are more prosperous, more wealthy. So then the Bolsheviks and Lenin come in and say, oh, well, the answer to your problem is we need to redistribute the wealth. So the Bolsheviks take over history. You can look back and you have the Soviet Union and communism, the French revolution, the same thing. You had the aristocracy. There was an economic crisis. There was no food. So the Jacobins and Robespierre, who was a lawyer, came in and said, I have the answer to your problems off with their head. You want to say, let, let them eat cake off with their head. And he started um, the, the what I think it was called the week of terror, the, the campaign of terror. All right. Then you have Weimar Germany, hyperinflation. All right. A certain little mustachioed young, young fella comes in, gets arrested, writes a book called Mein Kampf, makes a comment, something along the lines, if you might have arrested me, but I already have your children because this toxic, toxic ideology had been spreading through the universities. He gets out, and we know what happened from there, World War II. But we also have, in America, the roaring 20s, where there was just tons of wealth, tons of prosperity. Then we go into the Great De Depression, right? And we have from there the progressive movement that was built you got fdr from right fdr was it fdr, FDR yeah. yeah yeah fdr you get fdr from there and then you get this this whole government paying people to go to build work and build useless things that nobody actually needs and you get the very first taste of american socialism you get the progressive movement from that point so just like in all of the other revolutions that i just mentioned okay it's the same result where in the other revolutions, they were a lot bloodier and they, they it was a lot quicker. This is the outgrowth of the progressive movement that started in the 1920s, 1930s. And Donald Trump was there to stop it. And they're not they're not playing games. They need to stop him because in this country right now, we're all indebted. We are all we are all slaves to the Federal Reserve System. Like we talked last time, mm -hmm. we are all serfs at best. OK. You know, I have no problem with upward mobility. I have no, I, I am a capitalist. I'm an entrepreneur. 
but we're run by oligarchs run by elon musk and peter Thiel and ken griffin Mm -hmm. and these power players that matter more than the politicians the central bankers like jamie diamond who by the way today said we should start seizing private land and putting windmills on it because you know that's what we do here in this country so so again we have this free-floating anxiety where everybody is getting poorer and poorer life's getting harder society's becoming unwound and like andre was saying before this was all supposed to happen four years ago there wasn't supposed to be this period of prosperity then the sudden collapse i believe it was supposed to be more gradual so the powers that be focus everybody's attention on donald trump so in that respect it is a distraction but they're doing it for a dual purpose, distract and to prevent Donald Trump from getting anywhere near power because he could possibly do something to stop it. And they can't have that. We are way too far down this rabbit hole. The Federal Reserve, the national debt, the unfunded liabilities, it's impossible. The system mathematically is impossible to keep going. So they need to do something. Give them this little carrot, let the population focus on this and make sure at the same time that this man does nothing to stop their power grab, because this is American Bolshevism. This is American Marxism. This is the takeover of this country. And the day that Donald Trump was arraigned, in my opinion, I might you might think it sounds hyperbolic. It was the death of the Republic. I mean, it's not the death of America, but it's the death of the Republic. So go ahead. Go ahead, Dre. Yeah, like when I said it was a slap in the face, I've been throwing around that um, that meme from Aliens when that dude was in that spaceship like, game over, too, game over. Like, it's, this is done because there's no way if us three and the people in the chat realize that a fiat currency is born to die. There's no mm-hmm. fiat currency that's ever survived, right? They all... As soon as you create it, you're going to eventually inflate it out of existence. So if I know that, it seemed to me like Trump would know that. Or someone in his camp. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right? (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. And so here's here's my thing. Like, this is my, if I want to throw any doubt toward Trump, because I believe he loves America and all that stuff. But it's it just seems odd to me that I don't know, man. It, it's something's missing. Something is missing because he, I see him as the the shield protecting what I consider America's ideology, like you know, individual freedom, individual uh, responsibility, uh, values of capitalism, uh, merit. Uh, he represents all those things and. It seemed to me like if you, I'm not advocating for this, but if he happened to catch a cold and stop being around, it seemed like the adversaries would have a, there's no one out there to stop this. Yeah. There's, there's, even DeSantis, you get him in office, 95% of his donations come from what, five people or something I heard the other day. Ken Griffin, Sequoia Capital. He's in bed with, you know, he has to do their bidding to a degree. So when Trump was arraigned, I saw it as, okay, it is a distraction. It's real. Not, don't, it's important. It is yeah. important. But what is it distracting us from? It's distracting us from the fact we're all about to get real poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real poor. Now watch this. Everybody- now, 
as you know, you know, from but what you just mentioned about Trump knowing about the currency, yada yada. Just yesterday, I shared uh, this video here, uh, a little quick little snippet of Trump. I'm assuming this is from. I'm assuming this is from. That's last which night. You guys hear it? Yeah. That was last night. Now, so basically, how, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go get your thoughts on that. I, I'm sorry. I'm just imagine how dangerous it is for the system to have a man. I don't care. Donald Trump is the most powerful man in the world as far as his ability to shape the narrative mm-hmm. and 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 get a message across. He's the only respected Western leader in the world. Mm-hmm. For him to say something like that is extremely powerful. And just like when he said at his uh, rally in Waco, I am going to take down and decapitate the deep state. When normal people hear things like that, that's yeah. what scares the system. Like, whoa, 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 you can't start telling people the dollar's about to collapse. That's a problem. And that's why they, they, they need to go get Trump. So right now, go ahead. Go ahead. I think we may be past the point of no return on that because once all these countries get together and just say, you know what, we ain't dealing with the dollar no more. Like, mm-hmm. what could Trump do at that point? Like, there will be a ramp up time where we got to get all this manufacturing back. We got to re-educate everybody. We got to, you know, so that they can get used to a different lifestyle. Like, once we de- once the dollar is no longer reserve currency, it might this your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. All those dollars start flooding back into America and your milk costs $12. And, you know, on Tuesday, then it costs $24 on Friday. You know, what, once that's a period of pain <laughs> that no American alive has ever thought they would see. And, and Trump even mentioned that. That's a defeat America has never experienced. Like, I don't, a, a standard of living this high based on this much credit due to everybody buying these de- debt-denominated notes crashing, I don't think that's ever, I can't imagine a situation where that's ever happened to this degree. Right, right. Like, we're so far gone in the sense that I was driving and I'm looking at all these dealerships and I'm thinking, like, all this all this so-called growth is consumerism on steroids for the last 40 plus years because of our position with the reserve currency. Imagine all that goes away to where we're no longer able to use the leverage that's given to us through debt at somebody else's expense in another country around the world to, uh, to, to accommodate our own uh, luxuries. Like, you know, think about just, you know, mortgages, car notes. I mean, just if all that goes away, then what would the quality of life be? And that's where you get in the second world, third world status where you know, traveling overseas, getting a chance to see what people live like when they have nothing but the bare necessities for living. That's a whole nother ballpark we know nothing about. So that's going to be a shock in of itself. But then again, Trump isn't innocent one bit of none of this because he added to all this chaos during his presidency. And so I like to show people this visual aid here just because he put in on the diminishing of our purchasing power under his reign. He was about, you know, you know, he didn't want he didn't want Jerome Powell to raise rates. He wanted the lower rates creating more easy credit, more easy this, more easy that, so that we had the greatest stock market in our history, your 401ks, right. you know, remember all that stuff? So he knows the game, and so he's yeah. benefiting from this as well. So that's why I'm like, 
this guy, he knows more. So all of a sudden now he's talking about our currency. What about the currency when you were president? You know what I'm saying? So anyway. <laughs> I, I, before Tom jumps in, and because and, uh, I think I'm going to say something Tom might say. Um, I'm going to try and defend <clears throat> uh, Big Orange. Okay. So when he was when he had the Fed printing all that money, mm -hmm. the assumption was, you know, behind closed door, we ain't paying this back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we ain't paying it back. Reason why we ain't paying it back? Because every if if you try and decouple from the dollar, we send democracy bonds, right? Gaddafi, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Iraq, and every everybody knew that. So Trump was strong enough to impose that threat. Like, you know, Russia and China wouldn't get together under Trump mm -hmm. to try and overthrow the dollar. It just wouldn't happen. But yeah. because he's not in office, everything he did has been has really been magnified to like you will be able to turn back and say, well, this is a part of Trump. Trump Trump is responsible for this as well. But what I believe is the administration mm -hmm. that's in now could give a damn about America. And they want that one world government, mm -hmm. right? And how do you do that? Well, getting rid, getting rid of the dollar's dominance is one way, right? Mm -hmm. Breaking a country in, in two is another way. So you can get rid of the Constitution. So one mm -hmm. half, a little small country will have a First and Second Amendment. And then the other half won't have a first and second amendment and you just the world won't deal with that part of america right because right. you can't have what the world economic forum wants on their stated like on their website mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't have that with a country as strong as america with citizens with a first and second amendment right. it can't happen so they got to get rid of that how do you no one's going to get rid of their second even people on the left, they're not going to vote to get rid of the Second Amendment. They're not going to do that, right? They're going to throw up a billion different regulations, but no one's on the left is going to voluntarily give that right up. They may regulate the hell out of it. but So I think the people who know and been planning this know that. So they have to figure out a way to split us up. And I think arraigning Trump, Right. Hoping some of the Trump supporters do something stupid, you know, to break us apart or to get them in jail. And, you know, something happens to him in jail. Like what would happen if he actually gets arrested and gets sentenced to 10 years in prison? Like this, this country would go nuts. Right. Wow. But he he put it's himself in that position by showing up to the arraignment that everybody says the alleg this isn't even a case. Like at all, like come on, man! You might as well try and get him on jaywalking. Other than this stuff, so he he's putting himself in a position where he could possibly be that catalyst to split this country up by you know having this dumb, you know Alvin Briggs or whatever his name is, you know, try him in 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 Manhattan where there's no way he's gonna get a fair trial. Well, yeah, and like. Yeah, Trump definitely added to the deficit. He definitely spent money, but and I'm not excusing him for that. Like the 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 last COVID crap he passed was it, it was it was too much. Like it it was already too much. But there's a big difference between him and former Vice President Joe Biden. One of these men did everything he did for the best 
intentions of our country, whether they were correct or incorrect. He loves the country. He mm-hmm. He's the only president ever to be poorer leaving office than going into it. That's factual. He didn't need to run. At this point right now, if he said, I'm not running anymore, I guarantee you they would drop the charges. It would be overnight. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. former Vice President Joe Biden and his very troubled son seem to have a lot of lot of money coming in from the mayor of Moscow's wife, Ukrainian energy companies, the CCP. That's kind of weird, right? It seems to me like one man was doing something that he thought was right. And I, I can't I don't know Trump's heart. Obviously, no one does. But I, I know that the four years he was president were the economically the best four years of my life. And then you have former Vice President Joe Biden, who clearly everything he has done has been to the detriment of the nation and only to the benefit of China. So I I don't know. At what point do we take Biden seriously when he says, I'm going to radically transform this nation? We're not going to have gas and oil anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guarantee you that Trump won't run anymore. We're going to stop him by any ma- manner that we can under the Constitution. Uh, there will no longer be a Nord Stream 2. What else? There's, there's a whole bunch of these things. He just uh, comes every, out and every, says it because he's old. Yeah, everything he has promised has come to pass and has not been <laughs> in our best interest just because it all originated with the building back better. We need to all come together. He got us back in all those deals that Trump got us out of. And so he reversed everything, basically that show that he's for our country. So we all know he's a sellout, but here's the thing. Like, I don't even really think he's in his, I don't even think the person we see on TV is actually the entity that we call a president because you see the little video surfacing of him being led and guided and instructed here, stand on the X, Mr. President, stand over here. And it's like, this dude is not in his right frame of mind in the first place. So he's literally just a talking, he's just a mummy. He's a talking, he's a talking head. Somebody's speaking through him. We know who, who they are, or we know what class of people they are. And so, my question to you guys is if and when, because it's not going to end peacefully with Trump, they're going to find something that will stick. It's going to be something that will probably make it so that he can't run because it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna go into the presidential season for sure. And then what? Will people actually then be pissed? Will Trump supporters get up and get out and do something? And is that what they want to happen so that they can declare a national emergency and we not have that presidential election? Like I mentioned, like I've been saying for quite some time now, like, there's a high probability if shit hit the fan like it might, we ain't have no election. That's just my my two predictions are, are this way: either a Donald Trump was our last president of this country, mm-hmm. or b Donald Trump is the first new president of whatever the new republic we will form. We're in a fourth turning. Mm-hmm. You can't fight this mm-hmm. stuff. It's collapsing. It's done. I'm a I'm on board. We're not having this election. Jo- mm-hmm. I, I before the the midterm elections, I said, "You watch, something crazy is going to happen." Not to you guys, to family members. I said, "Something's going to crazy is going to happen," and these midterms are going to be all wonky. Bam! The whole Russia Ukraine thing happens. Not that it affected the midterms, but it's set in the, a cascading event. So I believe Donald Trump, number forty five, was the last president of the United States because former Vice President Joe Biden. It. I'm not going to say this on YouTube, but you can get what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> I mean, actors and politicians, they speak for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got a director and, a, you know, somebody wrote a book. We hire some actors to act out what was in the book. Politicians, you got whoever's donating to their cause. They want you to say what they want to, what they want you to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Trump was the exception. But like we were saying, well, 15 minutes ago, this is a combination of that progressive ideology. America's foundation, the foundation of this country is individual rights and individual responsibility. Mm-hmm. Land of the free, home of the brave. And I wish someone would have, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but define what brave meant, because I think that's lost. Brave means you're, you're up to the task of taking care of yourself and being responsible mm-hmm. for yourself first, right? So, but now we got this ideology just started in the 20s with the Wilson administration, progressivism, and it really got pushed through in the 60s. And it's, the chickens are coming home to roost right now, where you got all these young people, and you can see it in younger people. Like, if you guys watch, I'm maybe steering us off topic a bit, but. Okay. If you watch these YouTube channels where these dating sites and you got girls on there talking about, you know, I know I got three kids by three different baby daddies and I weigh, I'm about 60, 70 pounds overweight. Um, but I deserve a man to make at least $150,000 uh, a year. And and you just wonder, like, what are you smoking? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you talking about? But this is this delusional state, and it remind it's similar. It comes from the same place, and I'm not being disrespectful. Hopefully, I hopefully you know people won't take it that way. Mm-hmm. But if I'm six foot three on Tuesday, two fifty, uh, and I'm standing up using the bathroom, and then on Wednesday I'm like, you know what, this ain't me, this ain't me. I want you all to, to call drink a Bud Light, Andrea, or something. <laughs> Right. This is it's delusional. It's not rooted in like a foundation of reality. What it's rooted in is equal outcomes. That theory of equal or the ideology of equal outcomes. Everything should be a certain way. And that's how they've got us to this point. Well, you know, if you if you out there hoeing, sorry, but if you out there hoeing and you get pregnant. Well, you shouldn't have to rely on this dude who got you pregnant. The government going to do that for you. That mm-hmm. creates a whole different type of mindset in the 60s, 70s than it would have been in the, in the 30s, right? Because mm-hmm. if you knocked up some chick in the 30s, guess what? That's your granddaddy or grand, your great-grandfather <laughs> right now. Because you have to her, right? <laughs> you take yeah. care of those abilities. But now... Everything should be this utopia and we should get everything. So that's why we're printing all this money, or printing all this money, or printing all this money. Ukraine should be, Russia shouldn't want to defend Russian people in Dubai. We mm-hmm. we should, they should be nice over there. And what we should do is just send a whole bunch of money over there. You can do that now because America's been infested with this cancer called equal outcomes. And I'm gonna shut up. Interesting. So watch this. So while we were talking about currency and everything like that, between I uh, wanted to just share this about uh, you know, you know, President Trump's own personal holdings is in real estate around the world, and it's good to say he's his vault is probably loaded with that yellow barbaric relic that most of the people don't really, other than the people tuned in here, don't really know about or realize the importance of. And there's been many statements of him talking about the importance of gold. And then, of course, what a, what a coincidence that, you know, gold happened to be 
pretty much at its all-time high as the fiat version of the Federal Reserve note goes out of style. And so it's like, okay, so everybody kind of know where, where to be positioned at in the financial sense. But here's a question uh, Dan Regret put out there, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on it. It says, if the credit collapse or inflation gets out of hand, will all the people that are gold holders become hunted like the movie The Hunger Games? <laughs> nah, you know, in a boat accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would just recommend everybody not talk too much about what you have on the internet because I see some people do that. I'm like, you mm -hmm. you must have a like a lot of dogs and a big fence or something. Like, just be careful, I guess. But yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Like, I was actually thinking about this today. I think I read one of your guys' DMs and Twitter. And mm -hmm. or I was listening to something at work and it's like, okay, let's say we go through like this depl deflationary inflationary kind of weird thing that it seems like it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And like housing prices collapse. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, I have X amount of silver, X amount of gold, and I want to go buy this house. You better have some means of protecting yourself and maybe a couple buddies with you mm -hmm. because either. They're going to sell you the house and then follow you back home, back to wherever you came from, or they're just going to rob you on site. So there mm -hmm. is that weird, like it, like Mad Max, like Imagination Land right now. It's going to be weird. It's going to be really mm -hmm. weird. It's going to be the people with, with guns and ammunition that they are going to be the ones that are going to be able to own gold. The other people are going to get hunted, I think. Right. Yeah. I agree. And that's the, I'm thinking of the mind. My, I have the mindset that if we go through the worst scenario that we've all talked about mad max type stuff where you know credit fees freezes up bank accounts are locked and then that's the whole issuance and the narrative for the cbdc or stuff like that commerce is going to come to a halt just because if people can't swipe cards there's going to be no transacting and so the chance of you taking a monster box over on the east side trying to buy an apartment building downtown is not going to be too likely because a you may not have gas and security is going to be an issue but then again the receiving end of that that person you can't trust them. And will they actually have ownership rights still to that property? Because there's going to be issues on who owns what, because eminent domain coming in, government going to start seizing stuff. And so it'll be completely unthinkable as to how you'll be able to exist with your metals on a massive scale, take advantage of opportunities. Like when I talk about gold and silver, I'm more so like having small fractional for bartering so that you can like pay for a can of peas or stuff like that. Like I'm not talking about going out and buying skyscrapers, type 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 transactions because you can't trust who's going to be the, the lawyers the contract people to decide negotiate and you're going to need a team of people so that type of stuff is going to be hard to do and that's why it's not going to be too likely a lot of average people will be able to do that should it be worst case scenario in, in what you're saying i think that would be more like bolshevik russia when the industrial cities the bolsheviks came in after they took over the czars and they just walked into the factories and said hey we're your boss now and everybody just kept mm -hmm. working because they had guns. Nobody else had yeah. guns. And that was it. And it's going to really come down to like who's organized, who has weaponry and who's able to like it, it's going to also be weird, too. And like, again, not to trash anybody from Detroit, but just like mm -hmm. Detroit gangs and Chicago mm -hmm. gangs, L.A. gangs, New York gangs. Like they have a considerable amount of firepower influence and in like people. So mm -hmm. it, it's going to get insanely chaotic, mm -hmm. insanely quickly. And I kind of am expecting that's what they want to do right much chaos as possible and then you factor in all the mexican cartels that are here yeah. permanently like they're gonna be trying to claim territory and they you know say so like it, it will be a complete crap show but it's 
part of what they want so that it's, you know, no, we can't say that it's their fault. It's the government's fault. Like it's, we're going to blame the cartel, the tr- Patriots, the Trumpers, or, I mean, anybody in name there. Anyway, so here's another uh, comment. Uh, it says, I wonder why Trump pardoned Little Wayne and Kodak Black, but not Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, I think I, I think Lil Wayne, I think Lil Wayne for sure, and Kodak Black. I know Kodak Black was facing charges, I think, for murder or something like that, and got off. Or I don't know the extent of it, but I know for sure Edward Snowden, Julian Assange. But I'll look it up. But let me see. If Donald Trump, uh, pardon Lil Wayne, the, me, it, I think it's for the same. Re, the the reasoning is from the same place where he, you know, under his. Res- under the Trump administration, we kept printing money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, a, you you get this advice from the advisors in there saying, look, man, look, people need money. Like just keep the interest rates low so people can buy houses. No one is going to, um, nobody in their right mind is going to challenge the dollar so it'll be okay, blah, blah, blah. With Ed Snowden and them, they were like, look, don't pardon this guy. He's taking the first amendment too literal. He, he could be a dangerous to all the secrets we got. And meanwhile, I believe Trump just believed that. But now, <laughs> I think if he gets back in office, mm-hmm. you might see Julian Assange in the White House. Like, because I think now he knows. He knows. He knew all he along, man. This guy's not dumb. He has a team. Mind you, the people that the people that they positioned around him that he went along with for the first four years were all puppets, Fauci's and all the people that you can't trust. They were lifelong politicians that have been a part of corruption for day one. He knew that. He was probably not able to get his own people in there just because it would disrupt his plan if he had a plan, that whole, you know, trust trust that particular alphabet. Or, like, literally, he is a part of all this, and that whole deep state narrative is a part of his act. He's an actor, too, so let's not forget that. I will say, no, 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 because like, like, I truly understand your point of view. Like, I really do. And I understand because mm-hmm. other people say this, the same similar thing. But mm-hmm. I think we're doing a disservice to this conversation as a whole mm-hmm. to focus mm-hmm. on Trump. The, the This is way bigger than that now. This right. is the office right. of the presidency. This is the judicial system. This is the entire legal system, our currency, everything that has happened that Trump predicted that trump maybe helped intentionally or unintentionally mm-hmm. all of these things that are happening now have been done intentionally by mm-hmm. former vice president biden and the stooges he has around them who have sold us out to the communist chinese and that's not even up for debate in my honest opinion these people believe that america is not exceptional it is not redeemable so they will sell it out to the highest bidder and they're going to be traitors to their nation and say we will do whatever we can to undermine this nation so that when you come in and scoop it up you don't kill us along with the rest of the people who love this country i think again trump is the conclusion he was a populist figure he's a populist leader whatever we all might think about him personally or whatever Mm -hmm. the facts are this he lost money running for presidency he does not need to do this he never needed to do this. He clearly loves this country, and the deep state hates him. These Who is people, the deep state? The, like, the, like the so party. he uses that narrative, but he's never not once dropped any clues as to who they are okay. other than they are people who run the system. So, so you know, the, like he, he's capable of going a lot deeper if he wanted to. I think the better term, deep state's kind of a cutesy way of saying it. 
I think that mm-hmm. the better term is the permanent bureaucracy, the staffers in Congress, the, the, the people that are hired at the three letter agencies that aren't appointed, mm-hmm. that are there after every appointed NIH guy or CIA guy come and go. These people are always there. They're always driving the agenda. They work mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Nobody knows their names. And their only concern is preserving their own power and their own influence. So I think that would be the most, the more honest way to put it would be the permanent bureaucracy that is America. Mm. That, that, that these, these, these positions, I mean, look, America is the biggest employer on the planet. The mm-hmm. United States government is. So you have a lot of entrenched powers and interests that are not willing to give it up because a certain orange man decides he wants to fire half of them. They're going to do whatever they can, pull whatever strings they can, lie, cheat, steal. It doesn't matter. So I think the permanent bureaucracy is the better way to put it. And I think it is a good, I think it's honest to say that the uniparty, like the rhinos and the liberals and everybody who's not a populist like AOC left or, um, you know, Donald Trump, right? They all hate him. They want him gone because he's screwing up the picnic where they pretend that they're arguing when really they're all hanging out together and they're all part of the same system. Mm-hmm. They don't like him for that. The bureaucracy hates him because he wants to get rid of them and take strip them of their power, strip them of their money, strip them of their cushy jobs and their appointments to the, the Italian ambassador and whatever the frig else. And that's why they hate him. So whether it's self-serving or whatever, Donald Trump mm-hmm. is definitely a target. But he's not he's not the bigger picture. here. This is progressivism. This is American Bolshevism. This is the internal coup that is happening right now in front of our eyes. The monetary mm-hmm. coup, the fiscal coup, the, the, the legal coup. They are destroying our entire legal system, our entire criminal justice system, our financial system. The Federal Reserve is out of control. This system is dead. The Republic is dead. It's not a happy thing to say, but. April 4th, 2023, the Republic is dead. Because even if you say these Trumps were dropping these charges against Trump, all of the other, the executive privileges that have been waived, their attorney client privileges that have been waived, all of these things that these progressive judges and DAs are doing that are so unconstitutional, you can't unring that bell. We're, we're, we're just in such uncharted territories now that it's, it's very much, you show me the man and I'll find the crime. Yeah, I'll, I'll Man, say, if you go ahead. follow the money, most most people are motivated by two things, sex and money. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you know, you can't have sex with everybody, but you can have as much money as you can, as, as you want. So I'm always going back to that central digital, uh, central bank digital currency and mm-hmm. what effect that will have. Because they're going to sell us on the intent, right? Oh, you know, you have less crime. You can't do shady transactions. Oh, that's that would be a benefit. But to get us into that, I think, like Mike was saying, there's going to be some catastrophic event like that. Uh, what is that? Uh, the computer cyber crash, attack. Yeah. cyber attack. There was a name for that. Uh, what was that? The, the World Economic Forum did the Polygon or something? Cyber, cyber Polygon. Cyber event. Yeah, cyber yeah, party. Yeah, that's cyber party. I was an exercise, but the cyber pandemic <laughs> is yeah, what I was referring yeah, to. I mean, they, they, did a, they did a practice run on that on the internet. Like, <laughs> like look, mm-hmm. we're going to get together, show you what might happen, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is blazing air telling you this. But yeah. 
hey, most people still watching CNN. So it, you need an event like that where you the internet is just gone or crashes and you can't do any financial transactions or in combination with printing up all this money uh, in a in a war over in Ukraine and giving out a whole bunch of reparations. That uh, Those three things I can see leads to a new, like a, a new world order, so to speak, because mm-hmm. you, you issue in a new currency, you got a country divided. Can you imagine? But seriously, a serious question. Could you imagine if I come on this show one week and I'm like, hey, y'all, I just got a check for $400,000. Why? Because I'm black in California. Like, that would just call, I would be a target, I would assume, and I wouldn't blame people. (laughs) I wouldn't blame people. So everything leads toward division. I don't see anything out there that does it. And like I said, I was hoping Twitter being able to show the world how the government was in bed with all these tech companies keeping you from seeing the truth and only seeing what's on the left, that didn't seem to work. We're still mm-hmm. dumping money in this stupid war and no one is talking about the Federal Reserve. That's To me, that's the linchpin. If I can, get, if I can hear somebody other than Ron Paul or Rand Paul talk about, hey, we need to at least reconsider our relationship with the Federal Reserve because there's no evidence that they've ever been successful at anything other than inflation. But nobody's talking about that. Nobody. I haven't heard one politician given a legitimate, like, speech or sentence about how the Federal Reserve affects everybody in this nation. Yeah. And speaking of which, uh, here's on a little side note about a couple of politicians just jumping on board with something. So here's something that came out uh, or more public as of this week. Three congressmen introduced gold standard bill to stabilize the dollar's value. And so we got uh, Alex Mooney, who's from West Virginia. He's very vocal on putting forth lots of bills about go, 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 go. Never gets any traction. Representative Big from Arizona and Goldster from Arizona introduced H.R. 2435, the Gold Standard Restoration Act. And so it sounds good. But then again, I do believe because it's too late, it'll get wouldn't get no traction. None of his, none of their constituents are going to vote for it or even try to push it or sign off on it just because you know, they can't do that. But there are some people out there who who are trying to. But at this point in the game, I think it's too late because they're not trying to go backwards to real tangible things. They want to go forward to digital illusions of whatever. And so watch this. This uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, does this matter at all? Is this something that will be of interest or is this just a little fly-by-night you know, presidential election by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running for president. So, Tom, you brought this to my attention. What are you thinking? I think I like RFK. Um, I he's a little more liberal than like my poli- my politics line up with. Um, I'm not I like. I I like him. He he mm-hmm. he's he seems to be his heart in the right place. Much like Trump, he seems to really care about this country. I'm just happy he's running as a Democrat and not an independent, and doesn't mm-hmm. pull a uh, what's his name. That got Clinton elected, uh, Ross Pro. I'm just happy he's not doing like the Ross Pro, like grenading the system and you know, like screwing the election up thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to be honest, like he's the he's the best Democrat I could think of that I wouldn't mind like living under their rule. To be honest, 
Um, but mm -hmm. real quick, I want to ask you a question, Mike, before we shift yeah, off that yeah. gold thing. Yeah. I have two questions, actually. One, mm -hmm. let's say that they pass this gold, uh, the gold, um, the gold backing act from Gosar and Mooney. Would it not a just trigger every country holding U.S. dollars to call in the gold and then drain us and bankrupt us immediately? And then B, on that same idea of a gold-backed currency, I don't know if it was you or Mario or somebody was talking about the BRICS doing a gold-backed currency. Mm -hmm. Why does everybody assume that's going to be the case? Because no, at no time in history at, that I'm aware of outside the founding of this nation has a, a person taken power and then devolved their power. If, right. uh, if a country or a group of countries is going to take power with the world reserve currency, why would they ham hamstring themselves by pegging it to gold so they can't print more and do exactly what we're doing right now? So right. I just want to hear your thoughts on that before we moved on. Cause I, oh, good point. So as far as the tokenization of gold being leveraged, being utilized on the blockchain, that's something that's being discussed out in, of Russia. So whatever the payment network system will be released at some point in the future, I think it's going to start off by them using currencies amongst themselves, their own currencies. But then again, they most nations don't trust, you know, a Nigerian currency. Who wants that? So like, I know Iran and it was Iran, no, Iran and Russia, they are doing currency swaps. But then again, they have certain tiers as to how much they'll be willing to accept. And then beyond that, they want oil. So we'll we'll do business with you. But if you give us oil, we'll give you whatever you need here. So there's going to be something uh, attached to that. So it may not be gold, maybe oil or whatever natural resources that country is specializes in copper, oil, whatever. That's something they can then also leverage, tokenize it and do and do some type of some type of, you know, percentage exchange or whatever on top of currency, just so there's some type of trust. So I don't think it's going to be uh, going to be a gold back currency that will be utilized primarily just because that does put you know restrictions on them. And not every country got enough gold to really be able to to bring enough to the table for business sake. So I just think that to shake up this, this transfer of wealth, I think gold will be brought forth. But then again, they're not going to use it amongst themselves. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just more so take powers out the West. And with this act, I didn't really read it to it in depth, but I don't think they'll be able to back up all those fiat federal reserve ledger notes as fee as well as paper notes with gold, because I think the question will be what's in Fort Knox. And I'm of suspicion that there's nothing really there to back it up. So there'll be there'll have to be a revaluation of whatever we do have, and therefore gold around the world will go through the moon. And I don't think the U.S. want that because that shines light on gold. They don't want that. Well, no, the bill does say that they want they want accurate transactions of every transfer, um, denied transfer, everything that's happened since 1971. They need an exact counting of how much gold that they have, how much gold they borrowed, bought, leased, sold, everything, and then. 24 months from that point, they want to use yeah. that amount of gold that we have to then value the dollar based on that amount of gold. And to me, oh. that sounds like a, a terrible idea. Right. That's that's not going to fly one bit because this, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we don't know how many units of currency are in existence. Nevertheless, to be able exactly. to track and trace and come up with a digit number to revalue gold. And so if they were to try something like that, I remember Jim Sinclair and Rob, and Rob Bob Holter, they talk about, you know, $100,000 gold, $90,000 gold. Those are some figures that would just be the start because we don't know how many Federal Reserve notes in existence, really. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it'll be a crap show. It'll be a crap show. I, 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 this is Reason. outside of my wheelhouse for sure. But I, I often wonder if, you know, the BRICS nations saying, you know, hey, we're going to have this digital currency backed by certain commodities, gold, silver, mm -hmm. wheat 
whatever. I think in a big, in a grand scheme of things, like for a marketing ploy, wouldn't you want to have your currency? If you're trading currencies, wouldn't you want the currency that's backed by something other than mm-hmm. nothing, right? I mean, our currency right now is backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government, which basically just means we got a lot of bombs and you yeah, better I'm take it. <laughs> yeah, right. that, that's basically what it means. So if, if Russia and China comes up and says, hey, we this isn't backed by gold, but it's backed by copper. I mean, it's better mm-hmm. than the nothing that, that right. the U.S. Right. dollar is backed by. So it could be right. a marketing thing. And I also heard that whoever has this technology first is, is over. Mm-hmm. It's like the nuclear weapon. Like that, the blockchain technology and your currency together, it, 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 you'll have an unfair advantage in the marketplace. So it's almost mm-hmm. like the United States has no choice but to have a central bank uh, digital currency if mm-hmm. other countries have it. So my my issue is okay. I'm if it's a necessity, it's a necessity. My huge problem is no one's talking about individual rights or privacy. Hmm. Right, and that's going to be a problem because that's not something that's included. It doesn't come built into their system yeah. <laughs> by so default. About no rights or privacy, China don't care about that, but no. we should. Right, and you know the other thing too. Like I watch, I watch and like listen to and read a lot of geopolitics, and whenever whoever is writing it or speaking about it, when they're talking about China, they they refer to it as China or Xi. When they're talking about Russia, it's Russia or Putin. Or when they're talking about uh, South Africa as a block, as a country, but when they speak about the United States, it's very different. They they they. they they understand that the people still have to agree to these things. Whereas in these other countries, these BRICS countries, whether like whatever um, like facade of democracy that they might have, it's still a unilateral decision by whoever's at the top or the Duma out along with Putin. Um, mm-hmm. They like while they're trying to pre- uh, present these other nations as somehow like calling Putin and Xi president somehow present them as somehow democratic countries that don't oppress their people mm-hmm. and and almost giving them too much grace that you still hear about them as these monolithic entities and that's what scares me the most about the BRICS thing because i hear so many people referring it to it as the fair world order the multipolar mm-hmm. world order but i'm mm-hmm. sorry as right. corrupt and broken and dead as our republic is I can still own a gun. I can still buy some land. I can drop out and no one's going to bother me, at least for a while. Mm-hmm. But that's not an option in these other places. And and it's it's they are they are oppressive regimes. And when they say a fair world order, multipolar world order, it means for their elites, their oligarchs, mm-hmm. their ruling class. And right. it has no consideration of the people. That's the mm-hmm. scariest thing about BRICS to me, because right. I don't think people are making that connection when they say, oh, uh, uh, India has 1.4 billion people and China has 1.4 billion people. You could just replace people with slaves because it doesn't matter. It's the same exact thing. They have no ability to represent what they want or make any meaningful change in the way the system works. Well, here it's it's going quick anyway here. I do agree. And that's where like, you know, the BRICS, of course, as you mentioned, they're not innocent and out of this. This is just from a monetary standpoint. It's just a tra- changing of the guards from one out with the old into the new, whatever that new might be. But then again, like all those people there, I, I'd assume 
to form to, to join that union is just not you're not coming into it for the monetary sake. They also have to sacrifice some, some of the political structure as well because they're signing up to join this union. Therefore, it comes with some strings attached, I'm sure, because you know, I'm sure they're going to protect one another against the West. Therefore, you got to forfeit some rights as well if we're going to protect you uh, along the way. So a lot of they're signing up for something. And I would be surprised if, if this advances, they come up with some type of BRICS constitution or something of that magnitude where it's like binding law amongst all those countries to where, you know, like, that's it. That's all she wrote. You're signing up your life right there. So, and that's there you get the new world order. There you get the great reset. And I feel like, like Andre just brought up the great reset. I think we are thinking about this from the wrong side of the coin. Maybe mm -hmm. the great reset was always an eastward thing. Maybe it was always eastern based. And maybe mm -hmm. this war in Ukraine isn't actually happening because I haven't seen one freaking video of a gunfight <laughs> ever. They have whole movies of Vietnam war footage. And this sounds hyperbolic. And the more I think about this, I I don't know if you guys read that New York Times article, Malcolm Nance from MSNBC, this guy Vasquez, all these foreign legion guys who went over there. They were posting all these pictures and videos of blown up tanks. Come to find out, they weren't even on the front lines, never fought anybody. They were just taking pictures of blown out tanks. And they've been getting all these people have been getting caught staging all these photos and videos. So if all the things I've seen right now are staged, where is the mm -hmm. fighting at? Could this all just be some grand conspiracy? I'm only halfway joking about this. No, but no. It's when you got when you got when you got all the politicians popping over there, the actors popping up over there, like in a war zone. Like who yeah. does photo ops and who takes photos and go, you know, shooting, you know, cover spreads for movies and all types of crap in a war zone. So it's all suspect, man. Come on, like, come on Mike. <laughs> Joe Biden wouldn't go to Highland Park, Michigan. <laughs> like, he gonna go to the war zone. like yeah, come on, man. Like, it's a legitimate question. Like, Vietnam, you got all these movies with real to real. You got a guy in there filming like this. You got all these cameras all over the world, especially in Ukraine, and no one has seen them. You, you will see, I've seen some bombs dropping the other day. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie about that. But you don't see what you would think you would see carnage. Mm -hmm. And all this, you know, bullets flying here and there. There's no reporters there. But I guess uh, Lewinsky, not Lewinsky. The president of Ukraine. Um, he kicked Zelensky. all the journalists out. Yeah. So, yes, go ahead. Now, Sorry. But think about this. Even the, even the member of the initial footage that came out once the health situation struck in March, when it made, when it hit the airways here, we saw people passing out all over the world. People walking down the street, just dropping, and Boom. it was real dramatic and scary, like a horror film yeah. for that two or three week period. During that fifteen minute stay in the fifteen day stay in your house, don't do nothing unless you right. or unless you're labeled as uh, what's it what was it called labeled as important or what was that essential, essential. unless you're an essential worker. And so like yeah. that right there, it stuck. People believed it and they bought it, and that was all she wrote. Same thing with the Ukraine. We saw some initial footage, yada yada yada, but now you know. Was it five hundred billion dollars later, and you know, a year later, people moved on. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> but they're still yeah. sitting billions. What well, and the thing that oh, gets wait, me the most? Go ahead. Finland. Did wasn't there something in the news about Finland? Oh yeah, they lost the they lost their PM, and then they got voted into NATO all in like the same day. What well, didn't Russia say we're sending nukes if Finland joins NATO? Oh yeah, the, did, as did of I right now, like, a no, while ago, of, like. As that of was right one of now, his, like 
criteria. Yeah, as of right now, um, Putin sent Lukashenko and Belarus Iskander missiles. They were already there. The planes were already there. And as of the day before yesterday, they're saying that they have uh, tactical nuclear weapons in country in Belarus. But again, for what reason? Oh, and then the other thing today, Zelensky went over to Poland, okay, to Mm -hmm. speak with Duda. And he came out with this very weird statement. He said that there are no borders between Poland and Ukraine, non-economic, politically, uh, the citizen, no borders between Poland and Ukraine. Historically, the Polish-Lithuanian Empire was that part of Ukraine east of the Dnieper River. West of the Dnieper River is the Donbass that the Russia is taking back. Mm-hmm. So it's very weird to me. Again, why is Zelensky basically just ceding the other half of his country to uh, Poland out of nowhere today? And then he also came out with a statement saying, we're not going to we're not going to contest Crimea. Russia can have it. Well, I mean, like Russia oh, already wow. has it. But like, mm-hmm. where where is this all coming from? It seems like they're trying to wind it down and just like. Okay, we're gonna split Ukraine up now. We're done with this. So is this like know. from Zelensky, or you think he's getting instructions from the West to dial things oh, down? Yeah. We're about to get ready to divert something. We got we got something else coming. Absolutely. Uh, there's this this phone call of Victoria Newland with the American ambassador uh back in 2014. And they were like, uh, I think it was Poroshenko. He's like, Oh, Poroshenko, he's gonna be the new president. Get him to do these press hits, get them to talk to this people. We're gonna hold an election, he's gonna be the new guy. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, okay. you, if you haven't seen it, that Oliver Stone documentary about uh, Russia is really good. Was it? It was. You, what was Ukraine the documentary about? Was it about um, Ukraine on fire? Was it about? It was called Train of Fire. No, Ukraine on fire. It was about the Maidan coup. Ukraine on fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, if you can find it, that's uh, really good documentary. Really good documentary. Interesting, interesting. Well, gentlemen, we're approaching our hour point, man. Um, as always, we covered a lot, and you know, it just it's just at the end of the day, we and that's where it's like as much as we are paying attention to all these events unfold, we have our thoughts and opinions about it, but yet we still don't know. No, we're just going along for the show in, in a sense, but it's like I, I, I wish there was a way to get truth out. Then again, like what is truth at this current time frame when everything's being presented to us? We're just interpreting it. And trying to filter through it to see what sticks and what doesn't. So it's like, in the meantime, we still got to enjoy our lives and live life and do the best we can to make a difference. So anyway, man. But uh, anyway, Dre, you got a book for us, man? Uh, like, uh, You didn't come prepared. I ain't that about yeah, I didn't even think of it. But oh, <laughs> I did. Um, did I talk about, um, is it cultural Marxism? No. It's uh by you gave us a Lynch. Marxism one. I did that before, huh? Okay, yeah. Let me just do audible right. Oh, I'm reading uh, Woke Inc. <laughs> Wait, what you read? Woke Inc., which is pretty good. Uh by, by Ramaswamy. Uh, yeah. It's pretty good Woke so far. I mean Inc. Yeah, Woke Inc. Vivek Ramaswamy. Tom, did you read that? Uh, presidential candidate. I, I yeah. started listening to it on Audible, but I haven't finished it. Yeah, this okay. this goes uh, into what I was well, he ties a lot of things. This woke stuff is just progressivism with a different it's just rebranding. This equal I never thought it it just hit me like a ton of bricks the other day. This equal outcomes ideology mm-hmm. is just destroyed this country. 
It is literally destroyed the fabric of what America is. Equal outcome. Because without that ideology, well, you don't have the welfare state. You don't mm -hmm. have like these inner cities that are just bombed down, depleted like Detroit, Chicago, because you would still have uh, two parent households as the norm. Mm -hmm. uh, you, merit would still be a thing, right? Yeah. You have to earn your keep, which would force people to look at, in my opinion, their money supply, like their currency, right? If if mm -hmm. if you couldn't decouple from gold as easily as Nixon did, mm -hmm. right? If the American populace was like, no, this isn't American. Like, this isn't what America is about. You can't just print money just to give it out to people. Yeah, we got charities and stuff like that, but this isn't what America is about. It's about meritocracy, equal opportunity, not equal outcome. But I, I just don't think we saw it because the mm -hmm. people who implemented had the long game. They were thinking the long game. Like, you know, we may not live to see this outcome, but we're going to plant this seed and we may not be able to sit under its shade, but maybe our children's children will. And mm -hmm. I think all we're doing right now, especially on the right, is reacting to what has been implemented by the left. And we, we that's why I think in time, I agree with you, the republic is dead. I think they won. We just got to, we are the re rebellion now. So we got to, whatever this new thing is going to be on the other side of this hill, we, we got to look forward to yeah. that, I guess, because I don't think we can go backwards. Interesting. Tom, leave, leave us some good words, my friend. What do you keep an eye on? Well, basically, I'm just trying to spend more time reading the Bible. And also, I'm, again, like Andre said, I'm, I'm really, really putting a lot of energy in the last few days into thinking of an alternative and, like, and starting that conversation because this mm -hmm. has been a long time coming. Like, and if for a book recommendation, Alex Jones, The Great Reset and the World for the World, it, it walks through the 1969 Summer of Love, 1971, Trilateral Commission, the gold standard, and then all the way up until now and everything that happened. And we're at the same time. We had this cultural revolution in 1969. We're having a cultural revolution right now, and we're going to go into another monetary reset. I've been trying to think very, very hard as to a way... We got to pick up the pieces. We have mm -hmm. to be the ones that pick up the pieces, not the pink haired Marxists, not the trans Kool-Aid haired freaks. We <laughs> need to be the ones that do it. We have to get there first. We have to get to the rubble first to start rebuilding it. All right, gentlemen, uh, we have the broke capitalists in the middle. Links in the description. Go check them out. And we got the coming conflict as well. Check them out. Links in the description. Do a good job of keeping guys up to date and sharing their perspective on things. So as always, guys, it's great to hang out with you and get your thoughts. You know, not enough. We have enough laughs today, but we had some. So I appreciate that. And uh, everybody, be blessed, be safe. Enjoy the rest of your day and week. And, uh, of course, there's going to be a lot of distractions. But, of course, focus on what you control. Stay prayed up. Get your weight up. And enjoy life while you still got it. Because... Unfortunately, a lot of people aren't waking up these days. A lot more people are not right. waking up these days than they anticipated. So, all right, everybody, be blessed, be safe. See you guys later. Peace. Good night.